house this Sunday morning. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 14, beginning in verse 1 through verse 15. going to read this chapter this morning. 2 Chronicles chapter 14, beginning in verse 1 through verse 15. The heart of my message will come when the prayer of Asia right here in verse 11, but we'll read these verses of Scripture going to speak on the thought this morning for we rest on thee and in thy name we shall go against the multitude this morning simply what I want to speak on today the word of God says so Abijah slept with his fathers and they buried him in the city of David and Asha his son reigned instead in his days the land was quiet ten years and Asha did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God for he took away the altars of strange gods and the high places and break down the images and cut down the groves and commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and do to do the law and the commandment and he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the images and the kingdom was quiet before him and he built fenced cities in Judah for the land had rest and he had no war in those years because the Lord had given him rest therefore he said unto Judah let us build these cities and make about them walls and towers, gates and bars, while the land is yet before us. Um, because we have sought the Lord our God, um, we have sought him and have given us uh, rest on every side. So they built and prospered. Um, and Asha had an army of men that bear targets and spears uh, out of Judah, uh, 300,000, and out of Benjamin, the bear shields and drubos, um, Two hundred and four score thousand. All those were mighty men of valor. And there came out against them Zerah, the Ethiopian, which had a host of a thousand thousand and three hundred chariots, and came into Messariah. Then Asia went out against him, and they set back the battle in Arad in the valley of Zephathah at Messariah. And Asia cried unto the Lord his God and said it is nothing with thee to help whether with many or with them that have no power help us O Lord or God for we rest on thee and in thy name we go against this multitude O Lord thou art our God let not man prevail against thee so the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asia and before Judah and the Ethiopians fled and Asia and the people that were with him pursued them unto Gerar and the Ethiopians were overthrown that they could not recover themselves for they were destroyed before the Lord and before his host and they carried away much spoil and they all they smote all the cities around about Gerar for the fear of the Lord came upon them and they spoiled all the cities for they were exceedingly much 
much spoil in them. They smote all the tents of the cattle and carried away sheep and camels in abundance and returned to Jerusalem. Now go back with me in verse 11 in the prayer of Asia. He said these words right there in that prayer that we rest on thee and in thy name we go against this multitude. That's the simply what I want to speak to you this morning on. For we rest on thee and in thy name we will go against this multitude. Now, Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God, today, Lord, and we praise you, dear God, this morning. Now, Lord, we just exalt you, dear God, and ask you, Lord, to just touch, dear God, and move in a mighty way, dear God. Uh, anoint this speaker to speak your word, dear God, today, Father, Lord. Um, Lord, today, if there's one that's going through trials, storms, and situations, oh, Lord, today, God, uh, fighting battles, oh, God, uh, Lord, today, I ask you, Lord, today, God, to give them comfort to rest on your promises uh, that they can face any battle in your name today, Father. Uh, Lord, we give you glory, God. We give you glory, honor, and praise, and we ask for your blessings once again. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Uh, amen and amen. Uh, in this passage of Scripture, we begin to see the reign of Asia. Um, in fact, when he started out, the Scripture says that he did that which was good in the right uh, in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, but just to tell you about Asia for just a minute, the last five years uh, were in rebellion. His reign were in rebellion um, against God. Um, but during those years, um, during his first ten years, uh, he led a national reformation, if you will. Um, he cleansed the land um, of idolatry um, and he urged the people to seek the Lord. Um, he also fortified the land by building defense cities and assembling an army of over 580,000 men. Um, the emphasis of Asia was not necessarily the military or building these fortified cities and things like that, but what comes to mind about Asia and his crowning achievement was during this time was that Asia was a man who sought the Lord, uh, who beset his people uh, to seek the Lord God of Israel. Um, and listen, uh, because they sought the Lord God of Israel, you can see what would happen. Uh, God would send them peace along the way. Um, and you will see along the way uh, in this passage of Scripture, uh, when Zerah the Ethiopian came, uh, we will find out God would give him a great victory that day. Uh, my Lord, how much better our lives would be uh, if we would seek the face of God. Uh, how much better would we have it uh, if we sought out God like we did other people. Amen? Uh, how much better would one have it uh, if they sought the favor and what God and his help uh, instead of trying to take it into their own hands? Uh, because let me tell you, there's going to be times that come in your life uh, where the enemy will come in like a flood. 
blood. How many know that this morning? How many know the enemy sometimes it, when it rains, he, it don't just rain, it pours. And the water just don't rise slowly, but it rises quickly. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? You see right here we begin to see an army that would come against Asia. It would be Zerah, the Ethiopian. And his army was almost as twice as size and as large as that of Asia's army, if you will. And remember, Asia had no chariots while Zerah, the Ethiopian, had an army. He had those chariots. In fact, when I was looking this up, many scholars believe that Zerah's army consisted over one million men compared to Asia's 580,000 men. When I began to think that, it began to see it was almost two against one in the odds right there. My Lord, anybody know what I'm saying this morning? No doubt. With this rise of this million man army and this Ethiopian with all his strength and his powers and his mighty chariots, no doubt if we were to look at this, the odds were against Asia. And when you begin to see the numbers of the great multitudes that would come, when you would look at it, it would be overwhelming. It was like I said, almost two for everyone. My Lord, we'd see things that would overwhelm us right there. Think about it this day. How but the enemy likes to overwhelm us. One problem right after another problem. One trouble right after another trouble. My Lord if we would go through in here today my Lord there'd be people that ever about every one of us in here could say we're plagued with some kind of trouble. We're plagued with some kind of problem in many cases. It's just not a little but it's a lot and many times these things can overwhelm us. It can take a, a grab us and we'll grasp ourselves and say my Lord what we gonna do now? My Lord, uh, what we're going to do now, it seems like it just happens when it begins. Uh, it just begins. The waters keep rising and rising and rising uh, because the enemy likes to overwhelm us. Uh, the enemy likes to trouble us, flood us uh, with troubles and things. Uh, but I'm telling you this morning, Isaiah 59 and 19 says uh, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, uh, the Spirit of God uh, is there to raise up a standard. Uh, did you hear me this morning? Uh, you begin to look at this passage of scripture in verse 11. Uh, and Asia uh, when he went was overwhelmed uh, by the armies of the Ethiopians uh, by the army of the enemy overwhelmed by these things uh, the thing he said in this prayer was uh, for we rest on thee uh, and in thy name we will face uh, a great multitude we will face this great multitude. What are you saying, preacher, this morning? I'm telling you this morning that you're going to have to rest on the promises of God. You're going to have to rest on the promises of God this morning. There's going to come times you're going to have to trust what God has said. There's going to come times where you're going to have to put your faith in the action this morning. And there's going to come times where you're going to have to face the obstacle 
difficult. Uh, let me tell you, uh, this day some of you are facing trouble. Uh, some of you are facing battles. Uh, some of you are facing odds that are overwhelming you. Uh, but I can tell you this morning that uh, you can rest uh, on the promises of God. Uh, and you can go up against the multitude. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ this morning. Uh, my Lord, how do we fight, go against pro these problems uh, that overwhelm us? Uh, how do we combat these troubles that come our way uh, when it seems like it's two against uh, one? Uh, we rest on the promises of God uh, and we stand uh, in the name of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ this morning. Uh, because when I stand in the name of Jesus, uh, I can stand against anyone. Uh, when I stand in the name of Jesus, uh, let me tell you, I got all the heaven uh, backing me right there. It was David who stood in front of the giant by the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord. My Lord, if you don't think you're going to have troubles this morning, every one of us is plagued with these things. The Bible tells us there's an enemy who will overwhelm us, who will try to destroy us. 1 Peter 5 and 8 tells us, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Get that. Oh, my Lord, there's an enemy that wants to plague you, destroy you, and come against you. My Lord, you look through the Bible. You can see how the enemy tried to destroy the lineage that which Jesus would come through. He would try to stop the Messiah from coming. Oh, my Lord, how many know today that the enemy wants to try to prevent the gospel from being spread? You want me to tell you why the world hates Israel so quick today? You want me to tell you why Satan hates Israel so bad? I'll tell you why Satan hates Israel. Because it was the birthplace of the Messiah. Israel was the place where the Messiah, Jesus Christ, was crucified. Israel was the place that Jesus Christ came forth from the grave. And Israel is the place that Jesus Christ is coming back towards when he sets foot on this earth again. My Lord, just in that little tiny nation of Israel, the world is against, but more importantly, Satan is against it because it holds the prophecies. It speaks of the Messiah that is coming back there. And I'll tell you today that they can say all they want about Israel, and they can try to provoke Israel. They tried to destroy it many times, but the land of Israel still stands today. My Lord, today, you look up here, I don't know about you, but there's been many times uh, where the enemy tried to destroy me. Uh, he tried to kill this preacher here before he got into a pulpit, before you even knew me. Uh, my Lord, there's been times where the enemy uh, would literally try to assault, literally try to kill, and literally try to destroy me. But I'll remind you to look up here today uh, and look that I'm not destroyed, I've not been killed, but I still stand uh, in the power of his name this morning. Uh, my Lord, today 
today we can rest on the promises of God. We can rest on and stand in the name of our Lord this morning. Yes, there is an enemy that is seeking whom he may devour, but there's one that is stronger than that enemy. There's one that runs around with a roar acting like he's a lion, but there is a real lion from the lion of the tribe of Judah this morning. Did you hear what I'm saying? My Lord, the enemy wants to come in. He wants to destroy. He wants to take over. But we've got to stand. We've got to rest on the promises of God that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And we can stand in face of the enemy in the name of the Lord. But not only does the enemy come, there's an enemy. Sometimes life itself is overwhelming. And if I don't know what I'm talking about, let me tell you, if you've got problems in life, you're not the only one. It all go back to the fall where man fell. Job said it like this, and you hear me quote this a lot of times because it is so rings so true. He said in Job 14 and 1, man that is born of a woman is a few days and yet full of trouble. My Lord, what he was saying there, that we're on this earth for a few days, and that is so true. We're only here on this earth in this body for a few days. But yeah, he said during those few days, trouble always rings so loud. There's afflictions. The Bible tells us many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Word of God also tells us in that same verse, but the Lord delivers his from what? From all the afflictions. My Lord, sometimes think one thing that comes your way, one after another, one battle right after another, one trouble right after another trouble. It can be overwhelming sometimes. Sometimes these problems seem like they're more than we can handle. Whether they come away from Satan or whether they just come away from the norms of everyday life, sometimes problems can be overwhelming. Sometimes we look at these things that we face and we just blow. I don't know about you, but I'll speak to me. Sometimes I look and say, hit my head and hit myself in the head and say, what in the world am I going to do? It seems one thing right after another. One thing right after another. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Seems like there ain't no rest. I'm telling you, it seems you get one thing done, and here comes another thing. Overwhelming, to say the least. But let me tell you, despite whether it's life or despite whether it's an attack of Satan himself, there's one thing that still remains to say, that we can rest on the promises of God. And we can face the multitude, the trial, the sickness, that burden that comes our way in the name of the Lord this morning. You see, I begin to look. That enemy was coming against Asham. It was enemy was coming right there against the king. And the Ethiopian army, those million men, was overwhelming. But Asia knew something. Asia knew what most people forget today. He Asia knew what he needed 
to do. He needed to call on the Lord. My Lord, you think about it in a natural sense. The first thing that comes to our mind when we have a medical emergency or a fire, what is it? To call 911. Don't that just pop straight in your head? Call 911. But right here, the first thing I can guarantee that popped in Asia's mind was not to call, not to call a natural 911, but to call a heavenly 911. My Lord, did you hear what I'm saying today? Let me tell you, he had an instant to call on the Lord. He had an instant that he needed the help of God. He didn't let me tell you this morning how many believers have that instinct when trouble comes their way that they need to look up towards heaven and call on the name of God this morning. Amen. My Lord, heaven can get there before anyone. Heaven will be on the scene before anything else can get there this morning. You see, let me tell you, Asia was coming under the threat and the and the invasion of Zerah. Then he went out to the battlefield. Oh my Lord, you got to see some faith right here. My Lord, most people would have just run and said there's a million men to compare to my 580,000. They got chariots and we got not, we don't have chariots. What did Asia do? He went out to the battlefield. What was he doing? He was going to stand in that name while resting on the promises of God. Faith. He knew God was going to come through. Amen. What he did is he began to stand before the enemy. Let me tell you, when you seek the face of God and you seek God, you can stand before any man. When you seek the face of God, you can stand before a multitude. Amen. When you stand before the face of God, you can stand before the problems. The Bible tells us that we ought to stand against the enemy. We ought to resist him. Amen? Resist the enemy and he'll flee. Let me tell you why people struggle with their temptations many times. Because they don't know how to resist him. How I many if you give the devil place, guess what he'll do? He'll work. But if you resist him and submit yourself to God, he'll flee. You know what to resist means? It means to take a stand. Go against him. Don't back down. Amen. My Lord, anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Too many don't want to take that stand. But when you stand before God, you can stand before any enemy. That's what Asia was doing when he went to the battlefield. He said, we're going to take a stand. And in that prayer, he told us what he was doing. He said, he told when he was praying, he said, I'm resting on thee. And I'm standing in thy name. My Lord, this morning, you need to get a hold of it. What does the scripture tell the believer to do today? Let me tell you what it means, what he said in 1 Peter 5 and 7. He said, Cast all your cares upon, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. What does it mean to cast your cares upon the Lord? Let me tell you, it means you deposit it with God and you don't withdraw it. 
Hello? Oh, it means leaving all your worry, leaving all your anxieties, and leaving all your fears before God. What, oh, what I'm telling you right now too often. There's many that will come to this altar. They'll lay their problems down. They'll deposit it. But when they get right back up, they'll withdraw it and take it right back out with them. That's not casting your cares upon the God. That's not depositing it on the God. What it means to deposit is you don't withdraw it. You leave it there and let him take care of it. What does it mean, oh, what does worry and anxiety say? Well, I'll tell you what worry and anxiety is really saying this morning. What it is is a really a self-exaltation above God. What do you mean by that? What it's saying is I'm dependent on myself instead of dependent on you, God. I'm convinced the reason... Many people battle on things they shouldn't, being weighed down is because they're trying to depend on their self for the victory more than depend on God. Amen? I want you to know something this morning. There ain't nothing you can do to produce the victory. But the victory has already been won 2,000 years ago. How many in here, you heard I preached a message a few, about a year ago. If you got a spirit of heaviness out of, I can't remember, it was a spirit of heaviness. You know what you need to do? You need to put on the garment of praise for that heaviness. Because your praise gets your mind off the problem. And it gets your mind on God. When you begin to praise, you're depositing your problem. And you're letting God fight the battle. You hear what I'm telling you this morning? Oh, my Lord, Asia right here knew he was outnumbered. He knew the odds were against him, but he knew where he can take his troubles to. He began to pray to God. He began to cry out to God. Oh, how much better off would some of us be? We wouldn't have to worry so much and stress ourselves out and be in anxiety so much if we would just keep it there on the altar before God. Let me tell you something. You're worrying and stressing out ain't going to change your situation. Did you hear me? Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's been times... Every one of us is guilty of it. Ain't one in here innocent of it. That you ain't set up all night worrying yourself sick. Let me tell you something about worry, stress, and anxiety. It'll kill you. Anybody know that? It'll kill you. I remember years ago, went by and seen a fellow that I knew. My Lord, you could tell he was weighed down. We prayed for him and everything. But he was so weighed down. I'm convinced of this. Now you could see it on his face and everything. This was in North Carolina. Good friend of mine. He was so weighed down with everything that was going on. The worry. You could literally see the worry and distress upon him. Within a week, he had a massive heart attack and died. Worry, stress, and anxiety. Don't just affect, it will affect you physically. And spiritually as well. How many know that? Amen. 
My Lord God, tell Jesus Christ, don't want us worrying. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, that's the reason the Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My Lord, but too many are worrying themselves. One of the major causes of ulcers is worry, stress, and anxiety. There's rest this morning in the cross of Calvary. But you can't get people to see that. The worry ain't going to, they can worry all day, but it ain't going to change the situation. It's just going to make it worse. You think begin to worry about something, and I'll tell you the devil will make it bigger than it is. My Lord, you may be worrying about a headache, and the devil will have you having a brain tumor before it's over. Amen. know what I'm talking about. Oh, my Lord, I've seen people like that in my life. You tell them. They, t- they say something wrong, and the first thing that comes to their mind, I've got this or i got that. The devil's playing, they're worrying themselves. Anxiety, stress over the problems that's overwhelming them this morning. But my Bible tells us we need to cast our cares upon him, for he careth for us. We need to deposit our worries our stresses and our anxieties and knowing he's going to take care of it this morning. You see, Asia's prayer told us two things. He told us two things right here that every believer needs to grasp today. First of all, to rest on thee. What does that mean? That means we put our utter dependence on God. We had to not just be a little bit dependent, but we got to be totally dependent on God as we face these battles. Asia knew he had to be dependent upon God if he was going to win this battle. If they had a chance, he knew he had to be God dependent because the natural said the odds were against him. You hear what I'm telling you? He knew the only way to victory over this great Ethiopian army was the hand of God fighting for you. See, Jonathan said it too. When we trust on God, we can rest assured or something like Jonathan said. And Asia quoted in his prayer. Jonathan said to the young man that bear his armor, come and let it go over to the garrison of the uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. There is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or save by few. What he was saying, God can use a few as much as he can use a lot to bring victory. Amen. Amen. How many know that? God don't need a great multitude. He can take a few and bring a victory out of it. Look at Gideon's army. You read the story of Gideon's army, how he took a few and brought a victory over a lot. We ain't going in it this morning. But I'm telling you today, we've got to learn to trust in the promises of God. Amen. We've got to learn to rest on the promises of God and quite try to bring victory our own way. No, you need to do this. You need, people say, you need to do this. You need to do that. No, I need to depend on the promises of God. If he tells me to do something, then I'll do it. Amen. But I've had well-meaning people over my time tell me 
things I needed to do, I needed to do. And I said, wait just a minute. You don't know my situation. And sometimes you just need, because if you get ahead of yourself, you know what you can create. You can create a bigger mess than you already in. Amen. But when you wait on the promises of God, and you rest on his promises, victory's coming. Amen. Oh, my Lord, today, somebody needs to say, I'm going to rest on his promises. See, Psalms 37 and 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Notice the psalmist said, Rest in the Lord. Here's a word people don't want to hear. Most of us are a little bit impatient. But the Bible says, wait patiently upon the Lord. Anybody ever said, Lord, <laughs> I'm guilty. If, if I do it like this. Sometimes I get a little bit like the sons of Zebedee. <laughs> you want us to call fire down? <laughs> don't tell me you don't either. Jesus rebuked them for that. How many know that? The sons of Zebedee were ready to call fire down, but Jesus rebuked them. You want us to call fire down? Sometimes we don't have patience. Sometimes we got to learn patience. Amen? Amen. I learned a long time ago dealing with people. This is the honest truth. Every pastor needs to learn this. Everybody that goes into ministry. When you deal with people, you've got to be patient. Amen. Sometimes Job, we know God can turn it around. There's been times where I've seen God do things just like that, and there's been times where I had to wait a little while. There are certain things I'm still waiting on God to do right now. God, I know you can do it just right now. But he's learning me how to be patient in the midst of it. But if I can rest in him and wait patiently, God's going to come through. Amen. Even when he's late, it seems like he's late. He's right on time. Even when he's four days late, he's still right on time this morning. You see, Psalms 55 and 2 tells us to cast a burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. And he shall never, and he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. What he was saying here, you cast your problems upon me. He said, I will uphold you. You ain't going to be moved. I'll sustain you. Oh, we can go on. When you begin to rest upon the Lord this morning, He will give you a peace that suppresseth all understanding. How many know Philippians 4 and 7? And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, there's many believers this morning that do not have the peace of God. They may have peace with God, but they don't have the peace of God. Let me tell you what the difference is. Peace with God means the account's been settled. My sins are under the blood. But the peace of God 
means they ain't trusting in him to bring them through the situation. Amen. Jesus told us in Scripture, after Scripture, he said in John 16 and 33, In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Oh, John, Jesus also told us in the book of John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. What are you saying? I'm telling you, when you begin to rest on the promises of God, you ain't going to be troubled. You're going to know everything's going to be all right this morning. Let me tell you, some of you need the peace of God. You need to quit worrying about what's going on and know that God's got it. Amen. Amen. You need to quit worrying about this and that and start knowing that God's got it. Amen. Some of you need to know this, get to realize this battle's not mine, but this battle's God's this morning. Amen. Some of you need to get it out. I'm going to preach a message tonight. You're worried about everything yesterday, worrying about living in yesterday, things that happened yesterday. Well, God give me a message to preach tonight is yes, you need to quit yesterday's over and today's a new day. You can't reach forth. I'm going to get ahead of myself a little bit. You know, you can't reach forth if you're living in what happened yesterday. You can't. As long as you're reaching back, you can't reach forth. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, people are missing the peace of God in their life. They're so in turmoil about what's going on today, what happened yesterday. They can't reach forth. Where God wants them to go. My Lord, when you got the peace of God, you can rest assured. The doctors may say, I have terminal cancer, but I know everything's going to be all right. How? Because my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. <laughs> and he's still the healer. My Lord, I've seen them bring him up off the deathbed before. <sighs> yeah. This preacher seen God's spirit move on many people. Said they didn't have long to live. Live longer than the doctor lived. I'm serious. Some of them still walking around today while the doctor's been buried. I've watched them. I've watched limbs come back together. I've watched tumors fall off, heal to people. We've seen it in here. We've watched them come out of wheelchairs in here. Say, my tenure here. We know God, when we rest on God, we know everything's going to be all right. See, I can rest on his promise. Amen. I can rest on his promise this morning. No matter what happens to me, I've got a better day coming. And I'll tell you like this. Serving, having bad days serving God's better than a good day serving the devil. Why? Because my name's still written in the Lamb's book of life. When life's overwhelmed, I can still rejoice that knowing that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And if God be for me, who or what can be against me this morning? Oh, my Lord, not only do we rest in the promises of God, Hesha said we will face this multitude in thy name. Let me tell you, we see him evoking the name of the Lord again. We see him evoking the name of the Lord. Just like David evoked the name of the Lord. David's words to that big giant Goliath. You come with me with a spear, 
a sword, and a shield. But David evoked something more powerful than that. He evoked the name of the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you this morning, there's power in the name of Jesus this morning. Amen. I said there's power in the name of Jesus this morning. Let me tell you, Ethiopian army of one million men was no match for the name of Jesus. My Lord, I heard a report out of North Korea. This report said this right here, that Kim Jong-un, he fears the Christian more than he feels it, fears anybody. He knows that they call on God. He knows the stories. I was reading that other day in an article. My Lord, I said, my Lord, he does have some sense a little bit. When you know, when they evoke the name Jesus, there's power in the name of Jesus this morning. Let me tell you, you got a cancer. There's no match for the name Jesus this morning. That name Jesus, devils tremble. They fear and they flee at the mention of his name. Oh, my Lord, demons are cast out in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Uh, storms will cease uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, eyes will open uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, whatever your problem is, uh, the name of Jesus this morning uh, is far greater than anything that comes your way. That name Jesus. Oh, there's power in that name of Jesus. Let me tell you. Oh, there's power in the name of Jesus. I said there's power in the name of Jesus this morning. My Lord, I'm in my minute life. I, I watched them go down and I run to these altars, come in churches, high on cocaine, drugs, and alcohol. But once they got a hold of Jesus, you couldn't see a trace of it in them anymore. My Lord, I watched them in the name of Jesus come out of wheelchairs. Watch them be healed on the operating tables. Seen it known it takes. I know one down in Denver, North Carolina, didn't have a lung, and God put a new lung in her, and the doctors didn't understand it. They went and had their lung removed or half of it in it, something like that. It didn't, well, anyway, there wasn't a whole lung or the lung wasn't there. When they did a scan, there was a brand new lung in there. My Lord, there's power in the name of Jesus this morning. I, I said there's power in the name of Jesus this morning. I said there's power in the name of Jesus this morning. Oh, my Lord, he that runneth to the Lord and evoke his name this morning. You can stand before armies are great. You can stand before those things that overwhelm you, knowing he's right there beside of you. I think about it like this, having Jesus beside of me. I can walk like Barney Fife. I like old Barney. You know how Barney's got, got that badge. You know, a police officer's got that badge. Without that badge, that police officer has no authority. But that badge gives him authority. With that badge, he can arrest you. He can use all the authority of the police department or that at his disposal for that. He can call who he needs to call. How many know we got that authority in the name of Jesus to evoke that name Jesus this morning? Amen. Oh, there's power in that name of Jesus. 
I said there's power in that name Jesus. In Mark 16, 17, and 18, in my name shall they speak with new tongues. They shall, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover in whose name? Not the preacher's name. Amen. It's the name of Jesus this morning. Amen. Every believer has the authority to use that name. If your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you've got that authority this morning to evoke that name of Jesus. If your name is written in heaven, you've got power of eternity to use his name for anything you have need of this morning. Oh, my Lord, you hear what I'm telling you? I'm telling you today, when you're facing that multitude, you can rest on the promise. Sister Marcy, you can get ready to come. You can rest on the promises of God, and you can stand. Let me tell you, you can stand in the power of his might this morning by the cause of his name this morning. My Lord, we can stand on the battlefield in the name of Jesus this morning, resting on his promises this day. How many know you can stand this morning? How many know you need to rest on his promises today? My Lord, let me tell you, he shall sought the Lord and depending, he depended on the Lord and he trusted in God. And guess what it brought? It brought victory. It brought victory. Let me tell you, here's the key. Faith is always the key. You notice Asha prayed when he got to the battlefield. He was willing to stand. That took faith to go to the battlefield being outnumbered. Faith is the key. You got to believe it. Amen. It was no different here. What Asia showed was his dependence upon God. He didn't have the chariots and he didn't have the men like the Ethiopian army did. But he had God. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this morning. The power, the numbers was always with the Ethiopians. But the power was with Asia. Why? You can stand if you're able this morning. Because God was with him. Because God is with him. Because God is with him. What happened? They fled. Asia pursued the army, them unto Gazara. And the Ethiopians were overthrown and were destroyed before the Lord. And they carried away the spoil of the enemy. How? Because Asia rested in the name and went against the enemy. My Lord, it's time for the body of Christ to stand against the enemy. Too often, we let the enemy take our spoil. Amen? It's time for the body of Christ to take the enemy's spoil. Amen? Amen? That song, I went to the enemy's camp and took back what he stole from me. Well, we've allowed him to steal it. It's time to go into his camp and raid his spoil. Amen? Amen? My Lord. 
the enemy was planning on taking Judah. Was planning on taking Asia's fall. But how did it turn out? Why did it turn out different? Because Asia depended on God. I'm going to give this altar call like this this morning. Maybe there's someone in here that don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about. This Jesus that I'm talking about. Can I tell you? Today is the day to know him. Is there one in here that says, I need to know this Jesus? Maybe I'm not where I need to be with this Jesus of Nazareth. Is there one in here would raise their hand and say, I need to know Jesus before we move on? Now, maybe there's somebody in here that says, I'm overwhelmed. I'm facing a battle that is before me. I'm facing something that's against all odds and numbers. I'm telling you, he's saying, lay your cares before me. I'm facing battles. I'm facing storms. I'm facing situations. I got to put my trust in God. I need to depend on God. I got a medical diagnosis and ain't been good. But I'm dependent on God. I got something coming my way that's beyond anything that I could imagine. But I'm trusting in God. I'm going to cast it on him and let him see me through this morning. I'm going to rest in him and depend on him and stand and face this in the power of his name. You can rest in thee. You can rest in thee this morning. I can tell you that God is faithful. God is faithful, Sister Marcy. God is faithful this morning. My Lord, I can tell you story after story, God being faithful. I can tell you time and time when God's been faithful to me. I can tell you time and time when things got bad, seemed like I was overwhelmed. But all of a sudden, here comes God. Here comes the God through. And you know it was a God thing. You knew it was the hand of God. Couldn't have been nobody else. My Lord, touch us today, dear God. Father, move upon each one in this altar. Oh, the battle is God this morning. Put it in his hands. Rest on him. When you leave it there, leave it there. And get up and say, I deposit it there. I'm leaving it with God. And that's where it stands. And I'm going to rest on his promises. And I'm going to stand in the power of his name. Lord, we give you glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.